Chapter 1 Barony of Blackwood Northern England Autumn's End 1333 Have a care, my lady. You are within range of their arrows. So she was, but she did not fear them. Only a man, not a man, would order a bolt loosed upon a defenceless woman come unto his walls. True, the Baron of Blackwood was surely torn from the same foul cloth as his sire, but no word had she ever heard spoken against his behaviour toward the fairer sex, and few against his valour. Indeed, though it was much exaggeration, some said he was as formidable a warrior as her brother, the Bassier. As for being a defenceless woman, that was also exaggeration. Quintin Bassier was no trembling flower. She was not trained in arms, her mother would not tolerate that. But she could wield a dagger beyond the capacity to reduce tough boar's meat to edible bites. After all, many were the idle hours in a lady's day. Pray, come away, entreated her brother's senior household knight, where he sat his mount alongside hers. Baron Bassier would not, nay, he would not. But he is not here, is he? She narrowed her lids at the immense stone fortress, whose walls evidenced they had been whitewashed months earlier, and which were all the more stark against the bordering wood. Sliding her gaze left and right, she searched for movement among the dense trees. A difficult undertaking. Even with all the leaves fallen, it was a dark wood. And when the weather warmed and a canopy once more spread over all, it would be a Blackwood, for which the barony was named. Returning her gaze to Castle Mutti, she said, Nay, my brother is not here, at least not on this side of the wall. Tell me what you wish told, my lady, and I will ride forth and deliver your words. Beneath her fur-lined mantle, she squeezed her arms against her sides, lest the shiver inside ventured out making her appear weak beside the night, seemingly unaffected by the late morning chill. I thank you, Sir Victor, but I shall deliver my demand to the Baron of Blackwood. His cheeks puffed, and as he slowly blew out his breath, she guessed he was thinking of what her departed father had teasingly bemoaned. She would have fared better, born a man. Quintin did not concur. She liked being a woman, though there were times the limitations of wearing skirts rather than shoes chafed. This was one of those times. She looked to Castle Mate's gatehouse and the battlements on either side, the openings of which were filled with archers whose arrows were trained on the score of knights and thirty men-at-arms who had reluctantly accompanied their lord's sister to retrieve Bayard Bussier. She was certain her brother was here, that the Baron of Blackwood had captured and imprisoned his daughter's betrothed to prevent the wedding two days hence. Thus for defying the king's decree that the three neighbouring families unite through marriage to end their twenty-five-year feud, the lands held by the Bersiers would be declared forfeit. That Quintin would not allow. Somehow, 
she would bring her brother out of Kasumati. She moved a hand from the pommel of her saddle to the one at her waist. No meat knife this, and no ordinary dagger. She gripped its pommel, knowing that were she to gaze upon her palm, the impression in it would be that of the cross of crucifixion, pressed there by the jewels forming it. Though this dagger should not be on her person, before departing Castle Adderstone this morn, she had gone looking for courage in the form of something better than a meat knife. At the bottom of her brother's weapons chest, wrapped in layers of linen, she had found that which had belonged to their father. Having received his knighthood training from the Wolfriths at Wolfing Castle, a fortress centuries renowned for training boys into men.